is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. sound the sweet buttery sound of my voice beginning to emanate through your your speakers i'm tyler palmatier welcome back to main street preps this week week 10 week 10 i don't know i don't know how we got here but but we're here uh, as you probably noticed my my co-host or should i say our host uh, our point person normally every week russell uh venazi is not here this week this is a, you don't have to adjust your screen he's he's gone um <laughs> It's just me, so I'm going to try and carry this thing solo. Uh, we have we have a great guest this week. Uh, Christ Presbyterian Academy coach Ingle Martin is here. Massive game against Lipscomb Academy this week. Uh, some certain, uh, definitely some intrigue there, and he's going to join us a little later. So we're going to kind of just jump in with some takeaways. My takeaways, and I'm going to get some help from our producer Billy Derrick. Also, uh, I would also like to remind you. Uh, of a message that we have. Uh, this this podcast is sponsored by uh, the Tennessee Highway Safety Department. Uh, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Billy, is it legal for me to start a, a sports show in Tennessee um, on a Monday or Tuesday without talking about the Tennessee win over Alabama? Uh, honestly, that's where you have to start. Yeah. There's no other option, really. I mean, that, that's what everybody's talking about. Um Incredible, incredible. But I like how in the script you mentioned the recruiting impact um, of this game simply because, I mean, you beat Alabama for the first time in 16 years and you've got a lot of you've got a lot of recruits uh, on hand. And I heard a rumor that Coach Heupel told several recruits that they would win that game. And and so that might have helped a little bit, too. So good for Tennessee, but also great for a lot of these recruits that uh may have a little bit more motivation to go to their their hometown school. Yeah, I mean, college football teams are always trying to get the best players to their best games, and sometimes it could even just be the best environment. You know, if you lose to Alabama, but you show them uh, what that stadium can be on a Saturday, that can be a big thing. To win, you know, my the first thing that came, came to my mind was this is probably going to create its own little recruiting vacuum. Mm-hmm. There's so many guys in, in town to see that game, and, I, you know, I, I don't know when or how, but I think a, I think a, a handful of guys are going to go, their commitments are going to stem from this game. Uh, and then, of course, just almost right on time yesterday, uh, Lipscomb Academy defensive back Caleb Beasley says he's going to commit to a school after Friday's game against CPA. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I wonder. I just let's, you know, who who knows? I don't you know. It's hard to know. I will say this. I, I have a funny story about a prospect back in the day when I was covering a state championship game. Uh, he said he was commitment after the game and it was the state championship. I thought, man, you got to be pretty confident you're going to win that game to hold your, your <laughs> commitment announcement after that. And, um, you know, they were the the high-flying spread offense team from the east side of the state. They played a uh, like a flex-bone offense team from the west side of the state, and they got upset. And then, uh, mm. you know what? That kid didn't announce his commitment that day, Billy. It, it was a, kind of an awkward situation. Wow. Mike Stoops was in the building. I mean, it was it was weird. But anyways, uh, it's crazy how one game, one game can impact uh, recruiting that much, especially for for a player. I mean, I'm sure if you're Tennessee, you let them go into the locker room after the game and 
you know, toss them a cigar. I oh. mean, they probably loved it. I mean, you're if you're Tennessee, you're just you're rolling in it right now. That is exactly how you want to get the ball rolling uh, in a recruiting cycle, one way or another. Um, kind of moving on from that, we'll get, there was not a whole lot of region action last week. Uh, it was a lot of non-region games, and it, the slate was a little bit light, but. Out came a result that kind of surprised me, Billy. Laverne upsetting Overton 33-8. to eight. Uh, Overton was a team looking like uh, one that could challenge Cane Ridge for that region. Um, and Laverne gets a great game from uh, Javon Drake, 115 yards rushing, 123 passing, four touchdowns. And now suddenly Laverne has an outside playoff chance. Uh, I believe it needs to beat McGavick. Uh, I, believe, I think McGavick needs to lose this week and then uh, – Laverne's got to go beat McGavick next week. So don't claim to necessarily be a, a Laverne expert, but that result certainly surprising and has a, has a potential to impact that race. Um, moving down the line, a, another big region game last week, I guess if we're talking about takeaways, uh, Pearl Cone won its, won its region last week by beating Greenbrier. And it's almost like essentially Pearl Cone has clinched that region with special teams. Um, Javion Kennard returned a punt 93 yards for a touchdown mm-hmm. last week. And of course, uh, against Marshall County, a huge comeback there for Pearl Cone. Uh, Darius Reed blocked a field or uh, picked up a blocked field goal and ran 70 yards for a touchdown. So just you don't see a whole lot of teams that lean so heavily on special teams, Billy, to get wins like that. Normally, you hand it to a running back or something, but Pearl Cone is uh, never never low on the entertainment factor. Yeah, I've I've heard that game was crazy. That uh, from a few sources, which uh, one? <laughs> well, Pearl Pearl Greenbrier was yeah. crazy, but so was uh, Overton Laverne there for for most of that game. Oh, think, okay, yeah, yeah. But I mean, think about Metro Overton and Pearl are, are teams that we've seen play really well at times, but we've also seen some slip ups from them. So Metro has been a little bit of a, a kind of a roller coaster ride of emotions this year. Uh, but I think for the most part, it's been really impressive to see what they've been able to do. Um, I mean, beating a team on the road like Greenbrier, that's pretty impressive uh, from Pearl Cone's perspective. And uh, like you said, it a little surprising to see a, a special teams, uh, a dominant win for Pearl Cone. But, uh, hey, you got to do whatever you got to do to to beat a team on the road like that. So uh, give credit to Pearl. That, that that was impressive. No doubt. And we should probably, just as we're talking about Metro, just uh, remind everybody how good East Nashville's been. Uh, I, I don't think – I just don't know if quite what they've done has gotten enough justice um, in, in the large schools that they've beat. And, of course, uh, Riverdale uh, going over to East Nashville this week for uh, that final non-region game on, on those team schedules. Um, a couple other things that caught my eye. Uh, MTCS, uh, Eli Wilson put up some crazy numbers. 272 yards rushing, 62 receiving yards, 109 return yards, four touchdowns, and that includes a 90-yard kickoff return for a score uh, in a win at Webb. MTCS and Friendship Christian now set for what's probably going to be a region title game in week 11. That should be a great one. Um, Billy, a couple other uh, things I was sort of thinking about uh, as as I was putting together my thoughts on last week, I had to include one that was sort of something that stood out to me at Davidson Academy, and that was uh, during a Davidson Academy punt, I noticed a very large human being trotting out there um, to <laughs> punt the football uh, and it was it, what fact, a story that and, is. And in fact, it was the uh, the six uh, three three hundred and ten pound defensive tackle Glenn Seabrooks from from Davidson Academy. So sometimes when you're at these games, 
just this is just maybe like let's call it like a little inside baseball with sports writers. <laughs> I love. I feel like you're always the guy to catch that the the interesting kind of fact nugget yeah. tidbit. When a large punter goes out there, uh, you know, it's well not, that large. Yeah, though. it's not uncommon for there to all of a sudden be a squirrely backup punter in there because it's high school football. The rosters aren't huge. You're generally not going too deep on your punter depth chart if there even is one so it's not that uncommon but what you don't see is that job get handed over to a, a big defensive tackle but then as you sort of as i sort of uh i said so okay, okay i'm gonna ask jonathan quinn about this after the game let's figure out <laughs> this will be a side this will be a side story and um you know, he said yeah the guy's just really athletic he just said he was out there kicking one day and sure enough glenn seabrooks i mean he's a large guy but this is a pitcher a first baseman a third baseman in baseball <laughs> uh he's nimble he moves around and uh, I think I mean he's got offers from Memphis, uh, Miami of Ohio, Tulane. So he's I think he's gonna. I mean those are all good ingredients for a college lineman. I think bigger offers could come to that guy. You know I'm not a expert on the uh, offensive defensive tackle, uh, you know recruiting evaluation. Right. I, that's not a position I know a ton about. But I, when you're that athletic and that big, I know that bodes well. Uh, he's he's got some good offers already. So. Super interested just in uh, writing about that and and also talking to him. He was a great kid, but you know we've in football. There's the there's the fat guy touchdowns, <laughs> and it's fun. It's fun every time a big guy shocks you with his athleticism. You know right. what I mean? And I think that's part of this game in so many different ways. Um, so I enjoy doing that. David's Academy is just a great place to go to a football game if you're ever looking to go. Yep, a lovely little setup. The Grove is awesome. Uh, I did a short sort of half serious turf review on their field after the game. They have a great, uh, great layer of Bermuda out there. Um, and while we're on Davidson Academy, I, I th- that was my first time to see running back Cortland Simmons. Uh, he's a three-star guy who's, who's really kind of built in that. I don't know. I was trying to find a good comparison for this, but you know, like a Samaj P Ryan, he's just, he's five eleven, um, pushing, 190 or 200 he's all he's all muscle and uh, right really impressive guy billy you and i talked on uh on friday during that game about how much he means to to davidson academy obviously he was big in that uh win and uh, bears are more than likely gonna lock up a playoff spot here or at least have the upper hand so i really enjoyed watching him i think some college is gonna get a great player um so it's just fun to see that team fully healthy. I think I saw them earlier in the year and they weren't. So yeah, it's gonna be. It's always interesting to see a running back like that, you know, mm-hmm. dominate at the high school level because they they can carry you so far. You know, I mean, you can kind of lean on them uh, to an extent if you've got that good of a running back. So uh, he's been that guy for Davidson Academy, and and you know, I think he'll that team will go as long as he can take them. You see, I know we talk, we talk about quarterbacks in that extent, but I mean, he's that type of running back that you can kind of lean on, you know, throughout games, especially in the fourth quarter. So I'll be interested to see how much of an impact he continues to play for Davidson Academy down the stretch. How much live football have you seen this year, Billy? Uh, I mean, a lot. We, we go live to a lot of different streams and, uh, but not, not live in person. So I've only seen a, two high school football games in person this year, which is out of the norm. Uh, I usually love to do that on Friday nights. But you're the studio guy, though. You end up you're the guy that ends up behind the screen. Yep, yep. You're bringing it to everybody. Yeah. What's well, I mean? So what? We you streamed I a think, lot of games. What's I think the best the game you've seen this year. Oh, that's a good question. The last few weeks we've had some really good finishes. Um, oh, you saw Knox Father say, Ryan, right? Yeah, Knoxville Catholic Father Ryan. We were listening to that one, oh. but I would say Mount Juliet. Uh, the crazy Mount Juliet finish a few uh, a few weeks ago. Mount Juliet White County. Yeah. We were watching that. 
and we were we we were going there live. We spent the last twenty minutes of the show in on that game. I would say that one. I mean, it was unbelievable. The the flea, I think it was the hook and ladder at the end that that ended up winning it for Mount Juliet. Mm-hmm. So that that's definitely I would say up there for me. But yeah. there's been a lot the past few weeks for us. Yeah, I was just starting to think about where where have we. Uh, I've I got a chance to see some pretty good games, and I started thinking that we had that one week where there were some awesome finishes. Uh, the Henry County Springfield, yep. uh, FRA, CPA, and. That's kind of the added benefit of being in studio. You get to, it's like high school football red zone channel. You kind of operate it. Yeah. As opposed to in person, you you see what's going on, but it's like, oh, what's happening everywhere else? Right. And sometimes we're just, our heads are down until about midnight. And then all of a sudden, like, wow, Henry County beat Springfield on the Philly special. Like, what? You got to go back. (laughs) And that's sort of sometimes what the gig is. But uh, that, Let's keep it rolling here, Billy. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to a quick break. Thirty seconds from the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, and we're gonna come back with CPA Coach Ingle Martin. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. everybody we have an awesome guest coming up uh christ presbyterian academy football coach ingle martin uh his team is coming off a massive uh win against oakland and has a massive one against lipscomb county lipscomb Lipscomb academy this week ingle thanks for joining us man thank you all for uh for having me on yeah yeah Uh, you just have me today russell's uh russell's taking a few days so it's it's you and i um if right. if some don't know, you've moved into the athletic director role in addition to the football job, which any kind of football job and a and a place that's serious about this sport is already really big. What what is kind of filling you up personally about now having the AD job, and how are your days over there now compared to before? Uh, well, I, I you know honestly uh, moved in 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 February and uh, and really just stepped into what. Um, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, our head of school, Nate Morrow, um, you know, was really asking me to do and um, great opportunity to serve our, our families and our kids here. And uh, it's, it's not really something that I ever set out to do was to be an AD. Um, but of course, I didn't set out to be a high school football coach either. And just trying to trying to honor where, where God's got me and, and my family's here, got two boys here and my wife works here. And so we're just we're very thankful to, to have opportunity to to work at a place like CPA. Yeah. I remember us talking once about how you got started in this and you football or high school football wasn't really in your path. So it's interesting. Now you end up, now you're running the whole, the whole shebang over there. Um, let, when you guys stopped Oakland's 36 game win streak two weeks ago, that was one of those high school results where it just seemed like everybody knew about it right away. If they didn't already know it was sort of in progress at halftime or the next day, you know, they figured out about it. It was just, it was just big around here. Were you able to enjoy that a little bit? Yeah, I think uh, for us, you know, we had fall break last week. And so, uh, you know, everyone was wanting to talk about it. And I said, well, 
bottom line is the food tasted a little bit better over fall break. Um, that, that, that was kind of what, what it did for us, but no, it, it was, uh, it was a great opportunity for, for our kids, uh, really proud of, uh, of them, you know, continuing to work, continuing to stick together. Um, you know, high school football's a rather amazing sport and I guess all of high school athletics is, uh, is pretty incredible. Just the opportunities that you have to improve and get better throughout the course of a year and, and I think a lot of times everybody wants to have this instant gratification and, and you want to have results immediately. And sometimes that's just not in the cards. And so our kids have been playing hard and practicing hard since since we started practicing July. And um, it was fun to watch a game kind of come together. And, and obviously, you know, Oakland, um, you know, we caught them at the exact right time. You know, they had a huge game the week before and a huge game the week after us. And they were on fall break. And so there were, there were lots of factors that were, that were playing in our favor. And, um, you know, uh, biggest thing I think for, for our kids was uh, being able to play against a quality opponent uh, like Oakland and um, the quality of players. And, and obviously coach Creasy is one of the best coaches with the, you know, probably, you know, arguably the best coaching staff in the state. It really challenged all of, uh, all of us. And so um, it was, uh, it was a game that certainly we're proud of, but we've got two more, region games left and, and that's really where our where our focus is and so we're we're excited to have those two left and then um you know getting into november and getting into the playoffs you know that's that's what makes high school football fun you guys cpa weathered a little bit of a rough patch it maybe end of the middle or uh, beginning of the middle end of the first part of the season whatever you want to call that but you, all of your region title goals are intact it, I was just curious, how much of a role did injuries play in in your guys' trajectory this season, Inglar? Have you gotten guys back that maybe I or people don't know about that have gotten healthy who've who've helped turn this thing around? No, it, it's yeah, high, high school football and in any football at any level and, and sports in general, you're always going to have people coming in and out for for different reasons, and that that really wasn't that really wasn't anything for us that that we worried about. I think the most important thing is that you know we kept seeing areas that needed to improve and the kids saw spots where they could improve and and they kept trying to do it and, and that's all we ask you know I, I tell the kids as much as they'll listen um you, know, you can control two things your attitude and your effort and, and that's really it um after that it's it's out of our control and so uh that's what we've asked them to focus on and and i think they've done a really good job with that and um and you know for us uh no matter who we put out there you know, that's what's fun about about playing is that, that kid gets opportunity and we're going to coach him up and and hopefully Friday's an enjoyable experience for him, no matter what the outcome is. Um, you know, obviously, I think um, we're all creatures that enjoy having some praise and enjoy things going well. Um, but I think that's in high school and, and really at any level of, of athletics, that's the opportunity to teach and and what adversity uh, I think gives us is, is truly a gift if you're able to look at it that way. And so I think our kids, again, for 15 to 18 year olds, they've, they've handled this season as well as they could, you know, they played against some of the best teams in the state and, um, you know, gotten to, gotten to learn and gotten to grow and, and really excited about, uh, you know, our last two weeks of the regular season. Asher Keck is a guy who uh, 169 of your 173 yards rushing against Oakland uh, also, Cruz Law, a couple rushing touchdowns in there, too. Do you feel better about or good? You, running the ball has been uh, something you guys have done well a lot of. And, I mean, it looks like it's starting to come around at the right time. Do you feel like it's uh, that's the case? 
Uh, yeah, I think Asher played a uh, played a really good game, and and he will be the first one to tell you that the guys up front um, did a great job. And you know, I think our our coaches, Coach Nichols, who coaches our offensive line, and Coach Haywood, who's our offensive coordinator, they did a great job getting the game plan ready. Coach Linger has done a great job developing those backs, and you know, uh, we really have been kind of a, a back by committee um, this year. And Asher's number was called this this past week, and and you know, he was able to to make some plays and make some guys miss, which was exciting for him. But um, yeah, I think you know we're we're always going to try to uh, run the football. Um, you know, that's that's kind of what we want to do, and and obviously with with some great receivers and tight ends um, in London, Humphreys and Bo Burklow and you know, Andre Evans has had a great year and Trey Brown. And, you know, we've, we've had a lot of kids step up that uh, on the perimeter that give us opportunity to put the ball in the air some. So um, I think our running game goes hand in hand with our passing game. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, this week we take another step in, in improving um, the way that those two work together. Yeah. And we're, we're sitting here talking about the running game and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you about Braden Streeter, but I just mentioned if there's, if you haven't seen London Humphreys, uh, CPA receiver committed to Vanderbilt play football, go out, go out and do it. He's, he's super talented. That, that's one of the best receivers in the area, hands down, you know, I, numbers, whatever they may be. He's a, he's fantastic to watch. And, but in that passing game angle, uh, Braden Streeter last two games, 424 yards passing six touchdowns, one interception, uh, is there anything uh, that you feel like he's doing necessarily well? Has he has he maybe benefited from just uh, maybe playing a little bit more lately? Yeah, I think uh, you know our, our quarterback um, group at, at CPA is uh, is is one that we're very you know appreciative of and and feel like we're blessed to have. You know, we've got Thomas Vaccaro who who's played a bunch this year, who uh, backed up Cade Law last year. Um, you know, Thomas did really well and and got injured in the um in the Cane Ridge game and then Braden's come in and played well the last two games and and really um you know any any like I said earlier anytime when uh, you're 15 18 years old and you get opportunity to get reps it's just amazing to watch the improvements that that happen and both those guys have done a great job with it and then you know we have a sophomore Hudson Chance who I don't know if he's still leading the team in touchdowns but um you know he he was kind of our guy that we were putting in on some short yardage situations and so uh, really, all three of those guys have done a have done an outstanding job, and uh, you know I know that whichever one of them plays um, or has to play for us, uh, they're gonna they're gonna be ready. But uh, Braden, uh, really proud of, of how he's he's grown and how he continues to develop, and and just the competitor that he is. But yeah, our our, our kids are um, excited about about this opportunity, and I think Braden for sure is is one of them that's the most excited. Yeah, and th- there's obviously a huge game this week for you guys uh, hosting Lipscomb. That's developed into a great rivalry. Lipscomb's obviously one of the top 25 teams in the nation, according to several several polls. Is there anything when you play a game like against an Oakland, uh, against a team like Oakland, are you able to pull anything from a game like that that could help you this week? Uh, yeah, I sure, I sure hope so, and I, I hope we can pull it from – you know, FRA and Cane Ridge and NBA and <laughs> Brentwood Academy and, and, and you go down the list, you know, um, every game we play, we hope is a chance for them to grow and to learn. Um, you know, like I, like I said earlier, you know, Oakland's got one of the best coaching staffs and, and best group of players, uh, you know, in the state. And so um, when you play against that, when you play against NBA and you play against Brentwood Academies and, you know, Independence, Cane Ridge, you know, the whole schedule that we played FRA, I mean, th- those are all teams with really good players and really good coaching staffs. And so 
not only do the kids get to learn, but the coaches get to learn and grow. And uh, I think, you, you know, you're really in trouble in any spot in life um, when you don't think you can learn anymore. And, and I think that that's one of the things that, that I love about our coaching staff and our kids is that they're always wanting to learn and always wanting to grow. And so, um, again, what, what, are, what are the opportunities in front of you? How do you learn from them? How do you grow? And then um, what are you going to do about it? And for us, we've got um, the most we have left is, uh, is seven weeks in our season. And so we want to maximize each and every day. And uh, today is, is the, you know, yesterday is already done. Today's the, the next day that, w- that we've got to do it at practice when, when we start around 430 today. That is the truth in a, in a football season that seems very long at times. That's the day by day is the, is the best approach. We're going to, we're going to get you out of here pretty quick angle, but I, I did want to ask you, um, you had one of the all time dad experiences earlier this year, getting to travel uh, to see your son and the, the Nolensville little league team play in the world series. What was that experience like for you? Uh, you know, it was, it was incredible. Um, you know, I think the, <laughs> the remarkable thing, uh, for our family was my profession <laughs> and the timing of it. You know, that's, that's, that's what people want to ask me about it. I think more than anybody, um, uh, it's just because, you know, we, we can't, we're in a family where my wife was a coach, I'm a coach, uh, football season's teeing off. And then, oh yeah, our 12 year old, you know, is doing something that is a once in a lifetime type of deal. And, and, uh, we all recognized it that way. And, and I'm really, really thankful. I, I work at a place that, that supported me. And, you know, our head of school, Nate Morrow, um, basically said, you don't have a choice. You got to go up there. And so um, when, when that happens and all my coaches that coach with me um, are saying, you know, we got you, go enjoy it, you know, have fun. Um, I think that was, that was really freeing for me get up there and just be a dad and, and that was the cool part was to go up there and, and, and be with a bunch of 12 year olds um you know be with those 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 boys that are becoming men but this is kind of their you know their last uh taste of childhood and and really is it's a special place because all those kids are playing because they truly love it you know none of them are thinking about college scholarships or accolades they are are just playing the game and you know randy hooth and mark carter and evan Satinoff, the three guys that coached our boys uh they did a really good job of you know trying to really balance what that's like because you are in a super super competitive super uh you know largely worldwide important um opportunity but you're with a bunch of, of boys and so randy i know has done it a long time but it's just a struggle it's just like it is in high school you've got these these kids who are trying to, to live in an adult world. And uh, I think that was the part that was really fun to watch was those boys handling that, you know, our, our son really grew up a lot. You know, his, uh, I think he slept in his bed between regions in the world series one night out of 26 in August. And so um, that right there in and of itself for us was a growing opportunity, but really a special moment. If you hadn't been to Williamsport, uh, put it on your list. It's, it's that, it's that special. It's that unique. And, and it's really fun to watch kids play a game for the love of it. Yeah. It's, let's keep, let's keep the kids, the kids for a while. we got enough adults in this world for at the time being that's, that's they, right. they can enjoy that. But Engel, thanks so much that's for joining right. us, man. And uh, best of luck to you guys the rest of the season. Those of you out there who don't know huge game between CPA and Lipscomb this week. Um, Engel, thanks again. We'll catch you down the road. Yeah, man. Thank y'all so much. And And if y'all ever, uh, need anything down the road, please, please let us know. Um, appreciate all you do for, for high school football in, in the mid state.
Absolutely happy to. Same here, Engel. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to hear from the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, and then we're going to come right back. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. <laughs> you really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I need you to hang out, okay? We are back, Main Street Preps this week. We're going to finish it off strong here. We're, we're short. We're short on time, but we're going to we're going to breeze through these picks. Um, some good games this week. Uh, certainly a lot of good region action next week. But let's start uh, with a big one: Baylor at Montgomery Bell Academy. Uh, th- this one's for the D two AAA East Middle Championship. NBA's unbeaten records on the line. Billy, I'm not gonna. I'm at, I'm just going to have a hard time betting against Marcel Reed the rest of the season. I'm just going to say it. And in fact, I'm just not, I'm just going to say it right now. I just don't, I'm not going to pick against NBA the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, I, every time I think NBA may slip up, they, they pull away in the fourth quarter against whoever they're playing and they continue their dominance. So that's just a well-built situation over there right now. There. Yeah. Um, so I, I got NBA 28, 17 over Baylor. Uh, it's NBA's homecoming. Um, this one is the of our picks is the only Thursday game, so a little opportunity if you got if you're busy Friday to go see this one. Brentwood Academy at Ensworth, uh, and Ensworth win clinches the region title as uh, Ensworth owns tiebreakers over MUS and Brentwood Academy already. Uh, BA would have to wait one week to clinch uh, should they win because uh, the game they end with MUS, so uh, it could be an interesting finish there too if that's what happens. But it's gonna uh, be fun to watch. Mm-hmm, I, I agree, and uh, there's a boy. Late October, few few places better to be than over uh, over in Innsworth and the, mm-hmm. at their campus. And that have you that, ever been out there, Tyler? Yeah, I've been out for a couple games. Um, I went out over the summer and talked to John Klinsman, the guy who runs who uh, cuts their grass and keeps up the grounds. They have a their field is one of the strange, not strangest, mo- I should say most unique uh, football fields I've ever seen because of the, the length of the grass. It's I've never seen anybody cut it down that short. But I guess the story being Rock Batten, the football coach, uh, went to John and. Or John went to him and said, "What could, you just tell me what I could do to help you?" And he said he wanted the grass short because for speed. So, it's the shortest grass turf uh, field I've ever seen. Um, anyways, another big one: Brentwood at Beach. Uh, Brentwood has really been uh, kind of the Iowa of the uh, Region Seven Six A. It's very much a lot of Big Ten scores in that. But I, I like what the Bruins do. They're able to get it done with defense. They only allow twelve points per game. Beach has I. I'm ready to call it the best ground attack in Nashville, averaging 281 yards rushing a game uh, as a team. Uh, Bucks have three 400-yard rushers for the season. Uh, and uh, Caden Thiemann, J.P. Courtney, and Darius Johnson. I'm leaning toward the run game as the the decision maker. I've got Beach 17-14 over Brentwood. What do you think, Billy? Am I am I three? I think and o? I like three the, and I think you're I think you're three and at this point. I like the score output because uh, the Brentwood Iowa comparison that's that's perfect. So uh, they've been able to ugly get ugly up games and kind of muddy it up. So I think if they can do that against Beach, 
maybe Brentwood, but I, I do still like that pick. Beach has been impressive. Yeah, I, if you can run the ball at home, I, I just that's sort of my that was the uh, coin flip for me. Mm-hmm. Last one, certainly not least, uh, Lipscomb Academy at CPA. Lipscomb can clinch the region with a victory. Uh, win for CPA keeps Engel Martin's team uh, in the hunt for a region championship. This didn't look like that competitive a game a few weeks ago. I just admittedly, I think some of us were maybe a little down on CPA after a couple of those results. But if if you beat uh, the two time defending six A champion, uh, you have to you deserve a, another or a, a third or a fourth look from us. So uh, you know, beating Oakland was something Lipscomb didn't even do last year on its way to a state championship. So, and and you can bet on his CPA and Eagle Martin, they're going to be ready to play Friday night. You know, I don't know that they win the game, but they're going to put it all out there. Uh, one of the you know one of the last two games of their season chance. Chance to compete for a title. So I, there's a lot of good games this week, and that's one of them. Yeah, the place is going to be nuts over there. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a great environment. I would expect both. I think Lipscomb will travel and fill all those stands up. Mm-hmm. CPA obviously will. Uh, I, do, I still think Lipscomb's the team to beat. I think it's the overall best team in Tennessee, although the Mustangs do have to go out and improve that each and every week. And this is just the way that – classification is in that region this is uh, their their toughest region test i believe so uh they've you know they've got to go prove that and certainly this you can't slip up in this game this isn't like playing oakland non-region you know you you want to have as much playoff advantage as you can certainly you'll get another shot in the playoffs at whoever but big game n- not a time to slip up um i still i do not think lipscomb will i've got lipscomb 34 20 34 24 over cpa uh, i think it could be a really good game so you know, we'll see. We're close to the end of football here, Billy. And as we as we speak, the volleyball state tournament is, is rolling on in, in Murfreesboro at, at several sites. Uh, we're going to have coverage, uh, sort of uh, scores and roundups in the first couple of days. And we'll have championship game coverage on Thursday and Friday for those classes. Girls soccer is whittling its playoffs down to a state tournament field. Uh, that'll be a, a field itself by the end of the week. And um, uh, it's it's we're, this is one of the busier times in sports in general. People, I mean, you got baseball, football uh, coming NBA down, starting to pick up down and, the home stretch. Yeah, we're starting to reach that that pivotal little area of sports where everything happens at once. So we hope you will uh, keep checking out MainStreetPreps.com for all the mid-state area high school sports coverage that we provide. There's a ton of content on there. Um, you can browse for a long time and and learn a lot and uh, and and become a lot more informed on on what's going on in the area. And I'd like to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. I'm Tyler Palmatier. Russell Venosi will be back joining me next week. You heard Billy Derrick, our producer. We'll see you next time.